What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. It's about 2 p.m. here Eastern Time on Tuesday, and Dave Betramala is no longer the head coach at Johns Hopkins. Yes, you heard that right. Dave Petramala is no longer the head coach at Johns Hopkins. The news coming down uh, by way of a press release this afternoon, late morning, uh, by Johns Hopkins. Um, the athletic director, uh, Jennifer Baker, saying that they have mutually agreed to part ways. Um, obviously, shocking news uh, for the whole across world, uh, Petro, uh, one of the legendary coaches in the game, legendary player as well at Hopkins. Um, also, uh, the winningest head coach in Johns Hopkins history, 207-93 and record over his 19 seasons at the helm of the Blue Jays. They've been to the NCAA tournament 18 of the 19 seasons he's been there. Won two national titles, 2005 and 2007. That 05 championship was the first since 87. When Petro won his first at Hopkins. And that seventh of uh, 2007 won, obviously, the second since 1987. Petro also guided them into the Big Ten era. Um, as Johns Hopkins was one of the first, I believe, Hopkins and Notre Dame hockey are the only two uh, affiliate members of the Big Ten still to this day. Uh, the Big Ten adding lacrosse prior to the 2015 season. Johns Hopkins joining the Big Ten under Petromala's leadership. Uh, marked the first time they'd been not been an independent since the program's inception. Uh, they, since they joined the Big Ten, they have gone to, they had three first round tournament exits, which were in 2016, 2017, when they went back to back eight and seven seasons. They went eight and eight in 2019 and had a first round exit as well, losing to Notre Dame. Last season. In 2018, they went to the quarterfinals, went 12 and 5, and in 2015, they went 11 and 7, and they went to the final four, obviously, where they faced Maryland in the semifinals, losing 12 to 11. Denver obviously beating Maryland in that championship game to bring the trophy west uh, with Bill Tierney as their head coach. First time the trophy went west of the Mississippi, actually west of the Appalachian Mountains as well. Obviously shocking news out of Baltimore today. Um, You know, the Jays were 2-4 and At the end of the season, when the season was cut short due to the coronavirus outbreak, this was a contract year for Petromala. So, coming into the season, you know, after an eight, after an eight and eight season, um, and losing in the first round of that NCAA tournament last season, 
of the school here. They lost 16 to 9 to Johns to Notre Dame. Johns Hopkins did in the first round of the NCAA tournament in 2019. Coming off that season, um, you know, obviously they had some great players uh, on the squad this year, and Joe Yepstein, uh, Cole Williams, and others. Um, you know, this season was one where you know Hopkins. They didn't look particularly good for a good portion of the season. Um, they obviously had some injuries. Um, Jack Lapine left the program prior to the season. Uh, he's now on the transfer portal, I believe. Um, and just coming down, as we record here, this uh, per Matt Kinnear of Inside and Lacrosse, Cole Williams... Uh, of Johns Hopkins has entered his name in the NCAA transfer portal. The first of what should be many Hopkins players to enter the portal. Williams had 12 points, uh, 7 goals, 5 assists as a senior attackman this season. The Blue Jays obviously uh, led uh, by Williams this season. Um, Also had you know, star sophomore Joey Epstein, who had suffered injuries this season, um, was limited in how much he did play. Um, Hopkins, looking at their schedule this year, they won their first game against a down Towson team, 15-7, to and they had four straight losses before that overtime win over Mount St. Mary's on Tuesday, March 10th. Uh, The season was subsequently canceled uh, just two days later due to the coronavirus epidemic. Hopkins' losses this season included a 10-7 loss at rival Loyola, a a 17-10 loss versus North Carolina, and an 18-11 loss at Princeton, and a 15 to 9 drubbing loss. They were drubbed against Syracuse at Homewood. As mentioned, 2020 was a contract year for Petromala. Many, including myself, thought at the end of this, when the season was cut short, thought, okay, he's going to get another chance. You know, they had some tough games. They had some tough losses. But they ended on a high note, essentially a high note, um, winning that overtime game against Mount St. Mary's. Obviously, that is not the case. Dave Petramala is no longer the head coach of Johns Hopkins. That is a sentence I never could have foreseen speaking, or even writing. At all. Obviously, shocking news today. Um, shocking news all over. Just, just look on social media. Um, every, everyone is floored by this decision. Um, was it foreseeable? Possibly. Yes, I, I think so, but when you look at the state of everything that's going on in the world, I think a lot of people thought 
that, first of all, many people had said there was not going to be a coaching carousel this year. Um, and yet there will be. There will be. And, and it involves one of the most historic, if not the most historic, program in college across history. Now, with Petro gone, Petro out at Hopkins, need to uh, kind of look ahead. What are some names of guys that, and obviously everything at this point is speculative. Everything at this point is speculative. Nothing set in stone. Nothing is affirmative. This is all speculation. But when you look at names that Hopkins would likely go after for this job, the first ones that pop in my mind are Sean Nadlin at Towson, Kevin Cassis at Lehigh, and Scott Moore at Albany. Nadlin played at Hopkins. Cassis was an assistant at Hopkins. And Moore played at Hopkins. His son, obviously graduating from Hopkins last year. All three of those guys have had uh, very, very successful careers as head coaches at the programs they're currently at. They're proven Division I coaches. Also would want to add Greg Raymond of Hobart onto that list. Uh, he played at Hopkins and has done a great job up at Hobart, which is a non-scholarship program. First off, you know, I think the the obvious name that I think everyone looks towards is Sean Nadlin at Towson. He is obviously the most, I don't want to say most qualified, but he is probably the most, if you're going to look at, a, at, at someone who is the most likely to make that jump, I think it would be <clears throat> Sean Nadlin. Um, that makes that jump from Towson to Hopkins. Um, he's built Towson into something special over there. Um, and I, I really think that's the one guy that they are going to hone in on. Um, just looking back at his record here and what he's done. So since he got there replacing Tony Seaman, obviously legendary coach, Tony Seaman. Um, Sean Nadlin has been there since 2012. Um, Nadlin was also assistant, uh, was also an assistant at Princeton uh, as well. It was an assistant at Hopkins, as mentioned, and played at Hopkins. 2012, Sean Nadlin goes 7-8 and eight in his first year at Towson. The year prior, they went 3-10. and 10. So that's a pretty big jump. Then they make the NCAA tournament in his second year in 2013. They have another, they have an 8-7 and seven season, their second winning season under an Adelaide. In 2014, and then they make the NCAA tournament in 2015 as well. They go the second in the CAA. In 2016, they make the quarterfinals, um, where I believe, pull that bracket up here, I believe 
Yes, they played they played Loyola, lost ten to eight to Loyola uh, in the twenty sixteen quarters. In twenty seventeen, they made the semifinals. Towson does. Will they lose eleven to ten to Ohio State? They're one goal away from a national title booth. One goal away from a national title booth. Maryland obviously beats Ohio State in that championship game. In 2017, ends the drought. 2018 was a down year for Towson, 7-8. and eight. That's only his second losing season at Towson. 2019, they went 11-5. and five, Lost in the first round to Maryland. Absolutely exciting game there. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe it was an overtime contest. Uh, I, w- w- to be honest, one of the best games of the year. Uh, Maryland wins 14-13, to 13, one of the best games of the last season. This year, Towson was very much down. They lost a lot of seniors from last year. A lot of seniors from last year. On both sides, Alex Woodall, the face-off dot, whole bunch on offense. They got had Kobe Smith back on defense. But overall... Just couldn't do it. They went 0-5 this year. 0-5. They showed some flashes. They weren't that good, though. They, they just were not a quality team as they had been in the past. And obviously, the season cut short, so um, do you even count 2020 or not? You know, it happened. You have to count it, but they did go winless in what we had of this season. So, Sean Adlin would be my first bet here. Kevin Cassis, who's a Hopkins grad, I would put as kind of that second name, maybe. I think him and Maul are probably tied for that second name. Um, during his time at Lehigh, they've only made the NCAA tournament twice. He's been there since 2018. Um... They were in the first round in 2012 and 2013. They were 5-1 this year, 9-8 and eight last year in 2019. Obviously, this year getting cut short. Cassis is 108-90 and 90 overall at Lehigh. I believe he's the winningest coach uh, by win percentage, looking at this year. Um... Yeah, win percentage-wise, he is the winningest coach uh, in Lehigh lacrosse history uh, with a 108-90 and record. Um, John McCloskey, who was the coach two times before him, uh, left in 2001, had a 114-118 record from 1991 to 2001 uh, at Lehigh. Cassis, 108-90 record, a, five, a over 50% winning percentage. You know, rounded up, it's 55% winning percentage for Cassis at Lehigh. They've had some really, really good teams over the past few seasons. Obviously, with Scott Moore, we know what he's done with Albany, uh, with Thompson Brothers, with Connor Fields. Uh, now, 
they they've struggled they struggled last year. Um, but when you look at if you got a chance to watch Albany this year, you know, they looked like they looked like a they they looked like a rejuvenate rejuvenated team than what they were last year. Obviously, Marley took Albany to the uh, to championship weekend in 2018. They won the quarterfinals in 2014, 15, 17, and 18, and they made it there in 2007 as well. Uh, Scott Moore, I think it would be, and he's been in the NCAA tournament multiple times, since he got there in 2001, 2002, uh, they were in the American East Tournament, uh, 2003, 2004, 5, 2007, and then obviously in the 2010s, uh, besides last year, um, they made it pretty much on a consistent basis from 2013 to 2018, yeah, consistent basis, making it there in the quarterfinals, had that one 2016 first-round exit against North Carolina under the lights there at uh, Scott and Mary Casey Stadium. So Scott Moore, I don't know if his coaching style, you know, he's a bit more of a, I don't want to say relaxed, but He's a bit more of a relaxed type of coach. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that would... I think the Hopkins connection is strong enough to get him there and would make... I think he'd be successful there. Just He's been successful everywhere he's been. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see who they go with, who they uh, initially target. But, uh, you know, he, he's had success there at Albany. Uh, Cassis has had success at Lehigh, and obviously we know what Sean Adelman has done at Towson. Um, of those t- of those three initial names that I thought of right when I was starting to think of who's a potential candidate to replace, obviously legendary coach Dave Petchamala, um, those are the two guys that came to mind. Another option that I've, I've kind of tinkered with is Greg Raymond, who's at Hobart right now. Hobart, they have not made... They made the NCAA play-in game in 2016. Um, they had a chance to make the NCAA tournament this year. Obviously, with everything getting canceled, they were 4-1 and one this season, 11-5 and five in 2019. Their offense has been one of the best in the country over the past few seasons. Uh, had new offensive coordinator Stephen Brundage come in this year. Um, he, I mean, he's been fantastic um, w- w- with the offense. And Greg Raymond, uh, to, to kind of build Hobart from where it was, they were 5-10 and 10 in his first year. And they've been, he's only had one one losing season, if you don't count this year. Um, excuse me, one losing season since that 2014 year when he first took over. Um, they went 4-1 and one this year, so winning season this year for what they were able to play. They took, uh, they gave you know, Syracuse a run for their money back in February. Syracuse obviously ending as the number one team in the country. You know, those, 
those names right there are some guys that you definitely have to um, you definitely have to consider. Um, I've heard Seth Tierney's name uh, drawn around. I've heard uh, Ryan Wellner, who's now at Ohio State, was an assistant at Navy under Rick Soule. Um, and, and, I, and I'll be honest, Rick Soule, you know, just saying that name pops in my head. Um, I don't. He doesn't have any Hopkins connections other than he was at you know, Navy, which is in Annapolis. Uh, Navy obviously being a rival of Hopkins and, and lacrosse. Um, I don't know if they'd go for that. Um, you know, I, I, I still don't, I'm still one of those people that said he shouldn't have been fired at Navy. Um, but, you know, who knows? They, they could obviously go in a number of directions here with the history of Hopkins and the connections to guys that are currently coaching. So it's going to be an interesting coaching search for sure. And um, I know they've hired a a searching firm. Um, Look it up right now. They hired a search firm, Hopkins did, um, to help with the search. Um, It was in the press release that they put out. So that's interesting. That's something that you've seen more in college football than you've seen in college across. I believe there might. I want to say there was one or two other schools that have done this before, but um, they have hired venture partners um, as to assist in the search. Uh, venture partners as a search firm, I guess, for Johns Hopkins. Um, yeah, they've hired a search firm, Ventura. Now, I don't know what they've done in the sports world since then, but um, okay, they've worked with Rutgers. It believe, it, it it appears um, in some capacity. Um, okay, so they've worked with Rutgers. They've worked with other. Uh, schools in the Big Ten, obviously, lacrosse, uh, Hopkins being in the Big Ten and lacrosse. Uh, you can't find anything else about them, just kind of searching right now. Um, but yeah, they've hired a search firm. Um, and then, do you want to get into some, moving on from Hopkins and that, that big piece of news, do you want to move to elsewhere in the state of Maryland, go down to College Park or up, or I don't know where it is, in um, conjunction with where Baltimore is. Uh, but former Yale, LSM, and defenseman B.J. Burlace, who entered the NCAA transfer portal uh, one week ago yesterday, is heading to Maryland and joining John Tillman and the Terrapins. Um, you know, reported first yesterday from Ty Zander's events at lacrosse. Uh, Burlace, uh, his decision also comes uh, just six days after his younger brother Colin, who's a 2021 recruit defenseman at St. Mary's, uh, where BJ also played, he flipped his commitment from Yale to Maryland. So both both Burlace boys will be at Maryland. Um, they'll be there two years together at Maryland. 
uh, BJ coming in next year to join a pretty crowded LSM room. Uh, Michael Ubiaco coming back off of an injury after transferring from Villanova. Uh, Cher, um, first name is escaping me right now. Um, Justin Cher, maybe, his first name, um, was their you know, first kind of defenseman. Um, they, they, they ran a poll. Uh, close defenseman at, at LSM a bit this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Burlace, obviously, you know, uh, the son of Brian Burlace, who is a standout for the Topes, uh, won the Schmeiser in 1992. Uh, Burlace was an Under All-American, was ranked as the number six player in the 2019 class by inside lacrosse, uh, was the player of the year. By Baltimore Sun and the Washington Post uh, helped St. Mary's to an MIAA Conference A championship last season as a senior. Uh, he did not see any time, but he did see one uh, extra man set um, in a scrimmage or something like that uh, early in the season for Yale, but other than that, did not see. Uh, any time on the field of Yale this season. However, uh, he did make the 2020 U19 World Championships roster, uh, which will obviously be played in 2021 now. Uh, he was named the final roster back in January. So BJ Burlace heading to Maryland. Some other news up at Syracuse as Nick Mellon is announcing he will not return Obviously, All-American defenseman was out for the majority of this year besides one game, that Colgate game where he suffered a knee injury. Um, one of the best defensemen in college across over the past few seasons. He's been injury-ridden. He was a fifth-year senior already. Kind of go with that trend that we've seen set by Glenn Ament that guys aren't going to come back for a sixth year of college or cross. At Delaware, Charlie Kitchen. Uh, Ozzy Star Attackman for the Hens is coming back as a fifth uh, for the fifth year in 2021. LSM slash defenseman Ryan Shaw has also announced he will come back in 2021 as well. Two big pieces coming back for the Hens. Shaw, he uh, was injured, I believe. Uh, yeah, he suffered a season ending injury. In, uh, prior to the third game of the season. So he's going to be back, and he's been one of the more underrated defensemen slash LSMs in the country. He can get out and run. They've played him at close and LSM over the past, over his career at, at Delaware. And obviously we know what Charlie Kitchen can do. So the Hens getting two big pieces back. Uh, we'll just see about Matt DeLuca now, uh, goalie for the Hens. That would be, if they get him back, for the fifth year, that's th th that would be big, and uh, I, I think I would have to peg them as the favorite to win the CAA again, um, as, as they had a real chance to do that this year. Obviously, with the season getting cut short, not able to fulfill uh, that destiny that many were pegging them towards. And that is it, y'all, for today's episode. Obviously, some big, big news coming out all around the country. Um, 
in the lacrosse world. And crazy times all around us with this coronavirus thing. As always, stay safe, stay stay healthy. You can check us out, lacrossebucket.com, on social media, at lacrossebucket, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.